I am excited that we get to uh, talk about the foundation this morning of what does it mean to connect with God, right? We're talking about our DNA of our church. What is it about our church that is unique? What are we grounded on? And the thing that is at the foundation is that what, what, what makes us not a social club? What makes us not a philanthropy? It's that we connect with God. It's that God's presence is at the center of what we're trying to do and is the foundation under all of this. So we're going to talk about how we connect with God in ways that we can, and we're also going to talk about the things that can get in the way that can keep us from connecting with God, because they go hand in hand, right? So are you ready for a gargantuan question? Come on. Why did God create you? Told you it was big. Why did he do it? Why did God create you? God created you because God wants you to be a part of his family. That's why God created you. God is creating a family. And above all else, God wants to connect with you because you are one of his children and you are in his family. That's it. That's what all of this is about. That's what the Christian faith is all about, is about us being connected to God and being a part of his family. You see how foundational this is. That's why God created you. I love what Ben shared a couple weeks ago when he was leading us in communion. And he, he said this simple but profound thing. He's like, why do we call it communion? We call it communion because when we do this, we get to, it's a part of how we commune with God. And that just struck me for some reason. And as I'm thinking about what we're talking about today, like that is what we were created to do, is we were created to live in communion with the God of the universe. And does that, I don't know, once in a while I just, I, I say that and it shocks me that the God of the universe wants to be in communion with me. Like, does that shock you at any level? It, it's profound, it, it's amazing. Uh, Paul in Acts 17, he has this little poetic phrase that I think kind of describes a little bit of the depth of, of this communion that God wants to have with us. And it says, in God we live, and in God we move, and in God we have our being. That kind of depth is the, the kind of connection that God wants to have with us. In our connection with God we live, we have life. In our connection with God, we, we move and we live out our life. In our connection with God is where we get our being, our identity. Right? In John chapter 1, it says, in Jesus is life. Man. And so, that's the goal. This is the goal. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm headed in that direction. I'm not sure maybe any of us ever feel like we actually ever arrive, but this is what we're trying to do. This is the kind of connection we're trying to have. So now we move to the question of how. How do we connect with God in these deep and profound ways? And we actually don't have to figure it out because God has given us all of these different ways and practices and, and methods, I guess you could say, 
He's shown us how he, how, here's how you can connect with me. And the, the list I have here isn't exhaustive. There's a lot more, but these are the ones that I think stand out, is that we can connect with God when we, he's given us, this, is, like, this book is like no other book in the world. It's actually alive. The Holy Spirit combines with this book and God can speak to us through the scriptures and we can connect with him. Do you notice, you notice that our core value is not to learn about God, right? Learning about God is good, but, but, but the point is that learning about God is supposed to turn into something relational. We're supposed to connect with him, commune with him, be a part of the family. If you have a child and you're a parent, your deepest desire is to try to figure out how to connect, right? And when, when you've, maybe you've grown up in a house where you had a hard time connecting, it's, it's, it's not, you know that that's not how it's supposed to be, right? So God's talked about this thing he calls prayer, this communicating with God, listening and talking, right? Worship, worship is a way that we can connect with God, whether we're worshiping by ourselves or whether we're worshiping here. God gives us this, this amazing ritual called communion where we, we remember what Jesus did and we eat the bread and, and drink the cup. It's his body and his blood. We can connect with God and, and have communion. Solitude, where you see Jesus go off and spend time with his father for, for long periods of time where you go off and just be alone with, with the Lord himself, right? And God talks about fasting where we give up our physical needs and we make ourselves physically hungry to make ourselves spiritually lean into God in a, in a powerful way. So as I was thinking about all these things and, and pondering them, the Lord took me in a, in a direction that I did not expect. And he took me to a time where Jesus quoted uh, the book of Isaiah. And Jesus said this, so the Lord says, these people come to me, these people come near to me with their mouth, and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And as I prayed, what I realized is that you can do all of these spiritual practices and never connect with God. Right? I think that's what Jesus is saying. Is he's talking to the Pharisees who are so good at doing all the practices and all the rituals and giving and tithing and fasting and praying and reading the scriptures all the time, three times a day and over and over and over. And what's his summary? His summary is that they do great stuff and they don't connect with me. Their hearts are far from me. And so I started to think about that. So what it what what is the thing in all of these practices that is the common thread? What is it that makes us be able to connect with God in the midst of these practices? Like, what's the thing? Lord, show me the thing. Show us the thing. What, what does it take in the midst of these things to connect with you? And I found a pattern or some undergirding that all these practices have in common. And I think when, when they practice the way that God wants them to be practiced, this is how we do it. Is that we simply, we, it takes setting time aside, right? All these things don't happen on their own. In fact, none of them happen on their own. 
We have to set time aside and be intentional. And then we have to realize that we're doing this to connect with God. We have to realize, we have to move into his presence. We have to realize that he is present with us when we're doing this, right? And then we have to be intentional to engage our hearts with God in the midst of these practices. And it seems so simple, but I, I feel like as I've thought through these things, I'm like, that is, that, that, those three things is what makes this connection with God happen. And, and one of the things I realized, well, my wife realized it, and then she told it to me, which is great. Um, <laughs> we do this together. Um, she's like, it's, it's a little bit like when, when you and your spouse or you and your friend like go out to dinner and you go out to dinner, but you're not really present and you don't really engage your heart and you have a meal together and then you stop and you go your separate ways and you go, oh, I didn't really feel like we connected, right? Well, we went out to dinner, we did what we were supposed to do. That's what couples do, that's what friends do. We, we go out to dinner and we, we connect. But isn't that the same thing? Because you can go out to dinner, but if you're not present and you don't intentionally engage your heart with the person that you're with, will you connect? I don't think so. And I think that's that analogy that we experience all the time in life is the same thing that we have with God, is that what makes us connect with God is being aware of God's presence, moving into his presence, and then and then engaging our hearts with him through this, this thing that he asked us to do. So, so let's go back and look at the list again. How, how does this work? I mean, can you sit and pray and just talk to God? You can do that without engaging your heart. Just reel off a bunch of stuff that you need, tell him a bunch of stuff that's going on. But are, you, are you in the presence of God? No, but, but what would happen if you're in the presence of God? He is right there with you, and you are talking with him, and then what happens when you stop talking? Well, he's present. Maybe he'll start talking, and you start to hear him and let him lead you and guide you. You start to become aware of thoughts that God gives you and, and pictures that he gives you and ideas that come to mind and scriptures that come to mind as you're talking to him and, and communing with him. That feels like connecting with God. I guess I skipped the first one, didn't I? What about studying scripture? Can you sit down and study scripture? And well, I'm just gonna sit down and I'm just gonna learn a bunch of stuff. Like if you just come to this book and you're just gonna learn a bunch of stuff on your own, is that gonna help you connect with God? But what if you move in, what if you sit down with this book and you realize God is here present with me right now? Lord, I wanna connect with you. And you start to read and you start to engage with him about what you're reading and you're praying and reading, and he's showing you things, and you're connecting your heart to what you're reading, and you're thinking about your life and your heart and other people and the world, that, that feels like connection. What about worship? Can, can you come in here on a Sunday morning and, and come in here and just sing the songs and not connect with God? Can you just think about the words that you're singing and try to figure out what they mean, but you're not really, connect, you're not, worshiping God. You're not talking to him as you worship. But what if you came in and you're like, God is present. He is here with me right now. And Lord, I'm going gonna, 
I'm going to praise you and worship you. I'm going to sing these words to you. I'm going to engage my heart as I sing. And I can be singing one thing with my mouth, and I can be praying with another part of my brain. Isn't that crazy? You can do two things at the same time. For a man, that's real crazy. You can do two things at the same time. But you can. I, I can worship the Lord, and while I'm worshiping and singing the songs, and I can feel my heart connecting with God, I can be praying things in my mind at the same time. Women are out there going, yeah, I do that all the time. I know, I get it. But that feels like connection, right? What about a life group? Can you go to your life group and just kind of sit there and do the thing and have the meal and have the conversation and throw in your two cents and study the scriptures and yeah, I learned a bunch of stuff and not really connect with God? Or can you go to your life group and go, God is present here with us you can engage your hearts with what's going on in your life and other people's lives. And as you read the scriptures together, you can engage. You can walk away from life group going, I, I just connected with God in the middle of community. You hear what I'm saying? You see, you see this connection? Because I think so often we want to connect with God, but we don't, we go through the motions and we go, this is not working. But I think if we will realize how present God is with us, like for those of us that have put his faith in us, he lives in you, right? Some of us need to step into the presence of God. Some of us need to remember that God lives in us and that he's, he's right here right now all the time. But somehow we, we, need, to re, we need to remember that because we forget, Right? There's a posture, as I thought about this some more, there's a posture that we, that we take, that we can take with God that really helps us to engage with God and it can also really make us not be able to engage with God with the posture that we come to the Lord with. Maybe it's an attitude of our heart is another way of saying it. But when you come to the Lord and you move into his presence, is your posture, ah, oh, I am your son and you love me. I am your daughter. Just remind ourselves, I am your daughter. You love me. I am coming into your presence to be with you. I'm your child. You're my daddy. You just want to be with me, right? Or do you come into the Lord's presence with, oh, Lord, God, I, I know you want to connect with me. I want to connect with you too. Because it's not really up to us, right? We don't have to like figure all this out on our own. It's actually God who's chasing us, right? And so when we realize God is chasing us and he wants to connect with us, is that our posture when we come? Lord, I know you are here and you want to connect with me. Or do we have doubts about that? Is that something we struggle actually believing and trusting? There's an incredible verse in Romans 5 2. The, the message version of it is, is really amazing. It says, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors to us. And we find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and his glory. That's the picture of God's heart. Is that we open ourselves up to him to realize he's already opened himself up to us. Right? What a beautiful picture of God's heart and desire to connect with us? Or is there a posture when we come into God's presence that 
Lord, I don't have to perform. In fact, my behavior and my performance has absolutely nothing to do with your love for me. Can we come into the Lord's presence with that posture? I don't have to perform. I don't, I don't have to pretend to be some, somebody that I'm not. I don't have to have it all together. In fact, you know very well that I don't have it all together because you're God. But can we come with that posture of God's grace and his love for us? That we can be exactly who we are. We don't have to hide. We don't have to pretend. We can just, for once in our life, we can just be fully who we are before God. Or do we feel like we have to hide and perform with God? Where, where are you at? So I, I think there's, a, there's some things that I, I know from my own life and in walking with other people, there's some things that can really keep us from being able to connect with God. And in fact, when we sit down and try to connect with God, we become aware of what those things are because they, they often just rise to the surface and are right in our face. You know, you know what I'm talking about? So sometimes we'll sit down and, and we'll start to connect with God and, we, and maybe we start to realize, man, I have lost my roots. I have lost my roots in who God is and how he feels about me. I, I love what, what Tyler said last week is that he, he did all this wrestling and he came to this conclusion, I serve a God who is here and who is able and who is good. And I resonated with that. But the reality is, if you sit down with God and you start to struggle, Lord, I actually, I, I don't know if you're actually here. I'm struggling with that, that you're actually present. It's gonna make it hard to connect, right? Or if you sit down with God, you're like, I don't, I, God, I don't know if you're able to connect with me, to help me. I don't know if you want to. It's gonna make it hard. I don't know if you're actually all good. I have some struggles of whether you're actually all good and whether your intentions towards me are actually all good. If your roots have been uprooted, it makes it hard to connect sometimes. Maybe you see God as, as your ruler and your master and you are his servant and that's your, kind of your understanding of your relationship with God and you go, well, servants really don't have any business connecting with their ruler, their master, their king, right? I'll never forget the first time in my life that I read John 15, 15. <laughs> and I, I read it and I shook my head and I was like, I, don't believe, I can't believe he just said that. This is what it says. It says, Jesus talking to his disciples, he sa Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. And man, with the church background that I had growing up, that was a revelation. That was a revelation that God wants to engage with me like a friend. Whoa. That unravels that picture of who God is. I think sometimes we, we come into God's presence and we just feel unworthy of God's love. And it's hard, we, we can't come into that posture of, of like, oh, Lord, you love me. Because when we sit down and we come into the Lord's presence, that, that, those messages of like, I am unworthy. I am not lovable. I have not performed well enough to earn God's love recently. I am so ashamed of my life and who I am. And all of these lies, these toxic things 
rise to the surface? And how can, you, how, how, can, how can you connect with God when that's what rises to the surface when you come into his presence, right? We have, we have an amazing discipleship program called The Ultimate Journey. And one of the things I have seen it do over and over again at this church is that it has, it has helped people learn to connect with God and to come into his presence and to help people overcome all the things that can keep us from being able to connect with God, even though we so desperately want to. Some of us, we just, we can't. We try, and for whatever reason, we can't. And I've seen God do miraculous things. Let's go back to this verse in, in, in Acts 17, because it's a beautiful picture of God's heart and his desire. Listen to what it says. It says, the God who made the world and everything in it, the Lord is the Lord of heaven and earth, and he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. And from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And why? God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him although he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And as some of your own poets have said, we are his children. That's how God sees us. That's God's plan. That's what God is trying to do. That we might reach out to him and see him and find him, although he is not very far away. He's not very far. God's not playing hide and seek with us. He's not trying to hide. He wants to be found, right? That's what God, what God wants. So, uh, friends, I, God, I, sh- I want you to be clear that the, what I'm trying to communicate at the very center of all this is God's greatest desire is to connect to his children. That is his deepest desire. And that is why connecting to God is so important to his kingdom and to our church. That is what is underneath. And the way that we do that, and I would love it if you take a picture of this slide or write these things down, the way we do that is we set time aside. I'm not sure it really matters which of the practices you do, but if you set time aside and you come into his presence, you realize he's with you, he's right there with you. The Holy Spirit is right there. And then we engage, we, we choose, we, we choose to intentionally engage our heart with God in whatever practice that we're doing. We can connect, we can connect to God. We can, we can have fellowship and communion with him, which is what he's designed us to have, right? So I wanna, I wanna challenge us with a couple things. I think the first one is probably obvious. I want you to spend some time this week or this year, and set some time aside on a regular basis and come into his presence and engage your heart with him. If, you, if you're new to this, how about five minutes? Start with five minutes. Just sit down and be with the Lord for five minutes, right? If you're in a life group, um, I'm the director of life group, so I can tell you this. I want you this week, or whenever you meet next, I, I want you to set some time aside in your life group and just talk with the people in your life group about how you connect with God. Or maybe share how you struggle connecting with God 
and just talk about this for a little bit, all right? And the third thing is I want to set five minutes aside right now. I want us, I'm going to lead us in a little time of doing what we just talked about, all right? So put your phones away, put your notes away, get yourself comfortable. Father, help us. Help us to connect with you. Holy Spirit, we come into your presence. Would you just let yourself enter into the presence of God? Become aware of his presence. God is with you right now. Take a deep breath. Can you just rest for a moment? Rest for a moment in the presence of God because he loves you. Just breathe and rest for a moment. Can you remind yourself, I am God's son. I am God's daughter. God loves me. I am his child. God, you are seeking after me. You want to connect with me. God, I want to connect with you. Can you just choose to intentionally engage your heart with wherever you're at this morning, wherever your heart is? Can you engage your heart with God? And just take a moment. Take a moment to talk to God. Just tell him. Tell him what's going on in your heart this morning, in your life. Be honest with him. Would you pause? Would you pause your conversation with the Lord for a second to stop talking and just sit and be still and listen? What is it that God wants you to know? Pay attention to what, what, does, what comes to mind. What thoughts does God put in your mind? Does he give you a picture? Does he bring a, is there a scripture verse that comes to mind? What is it that God wants you to know in the midst of what's 
happening in your heart and your life today? Listen with your heart. Can you, talk to, can you talk to God about some things that you're thankful for? What are you thankful for in your life? What are you thankful for about God himself? Tell God what you're thankful for. Is there something that you need God's help with? Is there something that's concerning you? Would you talk to the Lord about what you need, what you need help with, what you need wisdom for, what you're concerned about? Again, take, take some time to stop talking and to just listen. What does the Lord want you to know? What is it that he wants to say? Father, thank you for desiring so deeply to connect with your children, to connect with us, 
Jesus, thank you for laying down your life so that that would be possible, that we could actually connect with you again and not be separated. Holy Spirit, thank you for the way that you speak to us and minister to us in a way that is so supernatural and so close to our hearts. Thank you for living in us. Would you help us connect with you, Father? Whatever ways that there is that get in the way of us connecting with you, would you help us? Help us learn to connect with you deeper and deeper and deeper. That in you we may live and move and have our being. We ask these things in your name, Jesus, and by your authority. Amen.